this afternoon. You've been anointed. You've got the anointing. What's the operation in that anointing according to the anointing that Christ received? Where does your part fit in?
on, Bob. God bless you. <laughs> well, I believe this afternoon we're in an Holy Ghost meeting. Well, you know what Paul says? He says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Now, it strikes me, a lot of you folks will go home and you'll say, well, we had a good meeting. We enjoyed it very much. But it's not enough this afternoon for you to do that. It's not enough for you merely to come here and enjoy a good meeting, to enjoy the singing and enjoy the preaching. Our coming here is for something greater than that. And I believe God wants you to have something greater than that. You know, when uh, when uh, these wonderful uh, strikes were made in the past, these gold fields were discovered, men and women rushed there to stake a claim. And brother and sister, you've got to do the same. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. They said in them days, when they found gold, they said, well, there's wealth. And in like manner, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's some wonderful things. There's some great treasures. There's some things for you to possess. And it's only as you come and stake your claim. You can come and sit in a meeting from now till doomsday and you can enjoy it all and you'll go out that door just the same as you came in. You'll never do nothing in the realm of the Spirit. But I believe that God is wanting men and women to be born of the Holy Ghost and set on fire for God. What Peter has been talking about, you can possess. You can, you know. Listen. You know Jesus, he was in a house preaching the gospel. And there was a great crowd in that house. And it says this, the power of God was present to heal. But there was only one man received his healing. Because there was only one man who went for it and staked his claim for it. Brother and sister, the Holy Ghost is here. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Listen, some of you folks have been sat in Pentecostal assemblies. You've been bound up and tied down. You've never been able to get free. Some of you have uh, been sick in body and you've longed to be healed. Some of you have been longing to be filled with the Holy Ghost and you couldn't get it. All because of the bondage. But thank God the Spirit of the Lord is here. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But do you know this? Do you know this? You can sit in a meeting like this and continue in your bondage. Continue in your bondage unless you take your claim for your liberty. Yes. Brother and sister, this afternoon you've got to take your claim for whatever you desire from God. Whatever you desire from God, you've got to stake your claim. You want to be free in the spirit, don't you? You long for God to have his perfect way in your heart. You long for the fire to burn in your breast. You long to be absolutely whole in body, soul and spirit, don't you? You folks have come here to get something from God. Well, now's your opportunity. Come and stake your claim at the front. If you mean business with God, come and stake your claim now. Don't wait for one another. God's here to give you something real. That's it, sister. Come and stake your claim. God will give you what you go for. You only get what you go for in this business. It doesn't fall from heaven like light, cherries. What you go for, you get, and God's here to bless you abundantly. 
and meet every need. Hallelujah. This is an Holy Ghost meeting, brother and sister. And the Holy Ghost is here in power to bless every precious soul. Come on, brother and sister. We mean business for God. This is the day of revival. God is moving by his spirit. And he's wanting to set you on fire. Come on. You want a revival in Birmingham? Now's your chance. Come and stake your claim. Come and stake your claim, brother and sister. It's too long we've been playing at churches. Too long we've been having these forms and orders. Too long have we been sitting under ecclesiastic bondage. Come and get free in Jesus. Take your opportunity now and come and stake your claim. And God will bless your soul. God is moving by his spirit, brothers and sisters. Are you coming to stake your claim before we pray for these dear souls on the front? Listen, I want to tell you that God is and answers our prayers. I can truthfully say that after every glory meeting, wherever we go, we always receive letters and confirmation of the fact that many women are wonderfully healed. We had a letter only this week saying we've been to Bradford for a glory meeting. One person wrote and said, look, my friend can now walk without a stick. They had to walk with a stick before. Now they're free and praising God. And everywhere we go, things happen like that because God's working with us, confirming the word with sign following. And Jesus is in this place to meet every need. So I plead with you, come and get your portion this afternoon. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I want this to ring in your ears, that you will never be the same again. God's anointed us to preach the gospel in this way. You get a blessing, give God all the praise and all the glory. We're only channels. We want no blessing. We want no glory from anyone. Give God all the glory, brother. Give God all the glory, sister. God bless you. Come on, brother. It's one of his friends. 
Will you come along? God bless you. Amen. Before I sing with some of our brothers and sisters from uh, Boswell Heath, I do praise God with all my heart for Brother Henry and his body. Do you know why? This is the longing of my heart that Christians should taste the joy of the Lord. And this has been my prayer. And since I gave my heart to Christ, and I used to go around with my guitars playing choruses and everything, try to cheer up the Christians. And I have seen many, many long faces, like our brother said. I used to tell them Christianity is not like a coffee pot of long faces. It's like a teapot, round with full of smile on their faces. And so I used to tell them, tell where I go like that. I tried my level best to make them smile. How often it made me think, perhaps I'm doing the wrong thing by making them smile. They made me think that. <laughs> I praise God and I thank God for Brother Henry and many of you here who have found that secret of victory in being joy and praising God with the, with the liberty in it. Jesus sets me absolutely free. We all, we all sing it, don't we? There's a chorus there, Jesus sets me absolutely free. He died on Calvary to give me liberty. Hallelujah. Use the liberty tonight. Glory to God. And so I praise God for it. Amen. Bless the Lord. And so, saints, don't lose your, your courage. You just use your liberty. Liberty. Praise Him. Now, I'm going to call upon uh, Sister Holmes and Sister Irene. One or two of us, but may the Lord bless us now. As, and Brother Eric right at the back there. And we are going to sing to you. Many of you might have heard this piece. Brother Scoden, when he was here. And uh, Arthur Tide, the one who goes with him, used to sing with the guitar. It has been a great blessing to me. Now, I'll sing to you. Perhaps you might have heard it. But I'd like to share the blessing with you. Some folks may ask me. Some folks may say. talk about every day. He is my Savior. He set me free. Now listen what I tell you, what it means to me.
can do. And brothers and sisters, I want to urge every one of you to stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has set you free. Don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage, but go for this. All out for Jesus. 
It's just those who know their God shall be strong and have a go. Did? It's true. If you know your God, you'll have a go, all right. You will, brother. You will, sister. You get the engine inside, you'll go all right. There's no need for anybody to push you. It, for all the well, when I got it, I said to Mama, it's like a big bulldozer pushing me forward. And I didn't know anything about the Bible, so I could say, praise the Lord, glory, hallelujah, praise the Lord, glory, hallelujah. Something was pushing me. I'd got something inside, and that's what we're having this glory meeting for tonight. That you might get it in you. The power of God inside of you. The engine inside of you. Brothers and sisters, I tell you that we're in for the greatest revival the world's ever known. It'd be wonderful. There won't be places big enough. I keep noticing that they're closing cinemas. That's a good thing, isn't it? They're going to close them so we can take them over for glory meetings. But I believe that. I believe it, brothers and sisters. It must do. It says the air shall be filled with the glory of God. It's going to be big, this is. We've had some wonderful things happen recently. And I said to Bob, I said, well, we had a big vision, brother, but we've got to make it bigger. You've got whatever, have a bigger vision, you get a bigger vision. Because you'll only go where you go for, no more. So enlarge your vision tonight, and that's what we're here for. That you'll get a blessing on your soul. You say, well, this is marvellous. This is wonderful. This is glorious. You get so filled with the glory of God, not just filled up to here, but you bubble over and then the others get it. So that's what we're here for tonight, to bubble over with the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. Brother Friday, come up here a minute, brother. Come on. Ah, that's it. Come on, brother. Our brothers come all the way from Maidstone. Bring your pal as well. Come here, brother Hugh. Come on. That's it. Come on, the pals together. Let's have a platform. Bless the Lord. We're going to quicken for the glory of God. Tell them what God's doing in their lives. Come on, brothers. Amen. Brother Friday on a Saturday. God bless you. Praise Amen. God bless you, brother. Praise God. Now, brother, come on, be free. Amen. Bless the Lord. Well, praise God. Friends, it's nice to be here with you again this afternoon. Again, I say because a fortnight ago was the first experience that I had of the glory meeting. <laughs> Praise, the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, uh, That's why I'm here. <laughs> I can say this is that. Amen. Praise the Lord. I was thinking about the glory, you know, and reading about it, because uh, I'm a little bit inquisitive, and I say, well, what is the glory? What is it? You know, uh, Peter was impressed with it. He said, we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten Amen. Son of the Father. And he remembered it. And it had a wonderful effect on him for the whole of his life. Praise the Lord. You know, those disciples there on the Mount of Transfiguration, they beheld his glory as he was transfigured before them. And you know, they got a little bit behind, beside themselves, didn't they? <laughs> And after all, there is a bit of excuse. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They said, let's make three tabernacles. Did you ever hear such a, such a ridiculous suggestion? But they were beside themselves with the glory. Amen. And Moses came down out of the mount with his face shining with the glory. Amen. 
And then I was thinking about this glory, you know, and I've discovered it has resurrection power in it. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, praise God. Glory of the only You know, on Calvary, the Father turned his face from the, from the Son, and Jesus said, Why hast thou forsaken me? Mm. But on the resurrection morning, Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory mm. of the Father. Amen. So this Amen. glory has some resurrection power. Amen. Amen. Glory Amen. to the Lord. And it's transforming us. Amen. Although we, call, we class ourselves as old Pentecostals, <laughs> you know, been in it 40, 50 years, I suppose my brother's been in it longer than I have. But oh, what a, what a stir. Praise God. Amen. The glory, the glory, the glory is the presence of God. Yes, yes, yes. That's why it gets better every day. You know, friends, I used to go to conventions, and I should still go to them, praise the Lord, uh, and, and take the glory with me. But, uh, and I used to get a blessing, you see, and we used to come home and say, well, lovely meeting, wasn't it? And uh, what a blessing we had. But you know, three or four days after, it seemed to wear off. And we're back where we started. But there's something about something. God has done something to my soul that set it alight. Amen. 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 And my wife can tell you, we always get on very well together. But we uh, live together. You know, we do. I do get a little bit snappy sometimes. But I, since God's taken hold of me. I love my wife better than ever I loved her before. Praise the Lord. You know, it's isn't it? Praise God Amen. for the glory, the presence, the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be able to be here this afternoon and evening and witness for the first time these glory meetings. I want to tell you that I have been in the Pentecostal movement over 40 years. I was one of the founders of the Assemblies of God. That may sound a tall order to some of you, but before ever there was an Assemblies of God throughout Great Britain, a number of us Welsh brethren met together in Dock Street in Newport to hold a committee meeting to decide what we should do for men who had received the power of the Holy Spirit. And in that committee meeting we decided to form the Assemblies of God of South Wales and Monmouthshire. And I was appointed the secretary of the Assemblies of God. Now there were no Assemblies of God in Great Britain, in, in England, or in Scotland, or in Ireland. But from the formation of the Assemblies of God in South Wales was formed the Assemblies of God in England. Men like Donald G. and Nelson Parr and others beside them were sent down to South Wales as representatives of the English brethren to see on what lines the Assemblies of God were formed. 
And they went back with a report. Then we were invited to come from Wales up to London to Mrs. Cantell's where a, was, a committee was held and there in London was formed after several committee meetings the Assemblies of God of England. And then they joined with the Welsh Assemblies of God of Wales and Monmouthshire and it was constituted into the Assemblies of God of Great Britain. So I am speaking as one who has been in the movement from the beginning. And I want to tell you this afternoon and evening that what I have seen here is what we had at the beginning. I remember at the beginning when the power of God fell in a greater building than this, everyone from the, uh, the back to the platform, to the gallery, to the pulpit, everywhere they were dancing under the power of the Spirit of God. And everything was so orderly and so good and so clean that nobody could object to it. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was wonderful to see the mighty power of God moving even in the bodies of men and women, without them being conscious of what was taking place. This is exactly the same as happened on the day of Pentecost. For when the Spirit of God came down on those 120, they began to speak spiritually. They began to speak supernaturally. They had never done this before, and I'm so glad tonight that God wants us in these last days, under the power of his Holy Spirit, to be speaking spiritually and supernaturally. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! So much so did they speak on the day of Pentecost that the people came together to see what was taking place. They couldn't understand what was happening. And they said, what's the meaning of all this? Why are these men so drunk with wine? They behaved, now listen, they behaved on the day of Pentecost as drunken men. And we're afraid to behave like drunken men in these days. We have tried, we have tried over the 40 years to put this Holy Ghost movement into a respectable mold. And we have stripped it of its supernatural character. And God is doing something again. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He's firing our hearts with the same power as they had at the beginning! At the beginning! At the beginning! In every church, in every denomination, in every organization, they're praying for 
What do they expect to get? What do they expect to get? You can only revive something that has existed before. And asking God for the revival, he can only revive according to the pattern of Acts 2. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That's the only revival. I got the glory in my soul. God can only give the church, the body of Christ, a revival after the order of Pentecost, where there were signs following, and that power did not deteriorate throughout the church age. Hallelujah! And it will not deteriorate where God has men and women who will yield themselves wholly unto him. There's a wonderful scripture in the Old Testament that tells us that when the sacrifice was made, the glory of the Lord fell. Are you willing to make the sacrifice? Are you willing to put your all on the altar? I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies holy acceptable unto God which now listen which is your spiritual privilege and in that Old Testament incident we find that when the glory of God descended the priest to dispense the blessing
is full of George here. He'll be going to Eversham very shortly. He wants to tell you what God's done in his soul. This fool last few glory meeting. Brother George. Hallelujah. You know, it is so wonderful. So very wonderful. And I'm glad because not only is it wonderful, but I'm glad because he is wonderful. It's Jesus. Hallelujah. I know that Jesus is more real and more precious than ever he's been in all the long experience of my Pentecostal experience. God, through Jesus Christ, is so real and so precious today. And of all the experiences I've had, the wonderful things that I've seen, I can say that I have never seen things like I'm seeing today. I have never entered into a, such an experience of unspeakable joy and love and peace of, of that and what God has given me today. It's just wonderful. And all I can say is that it's Jesus. Jesus has become so real. He's become a great big Jesus. He's become a wonderful Jesus. And oh, hallelujah, I want to say as I close now that I do love him. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus is so real, so precious, so wonderful. You know, most of us, we know what love is. And we know what a thrill it is to be in love. But oh, when we're in love with Jesus, and when we're in love with him all the time, day in and day out and night in and night out, all the time, Jesus is real and Jesus is precious. They persecute us. And some of my dearest friends, you know, they told me that uh, this isn't right, uh, that... Uh, these glory meetings that, uh, well, they're not right. And uh, uh, the experiences that some people talk about, they're not real. But I can contradict those things from my own personal experience and say that God has become so real and so precious. I remember on one occasion many years ago, I remember George Jeffries saying about the persecution of that day and how people were saying that the, the miraculous healings and the baptisms in the Holy Ghost were of the devil. And I always remember George Jeffries saying words something like this. He said, friends, if this miraculous healing and power is of the devil, if all this wonderful joy which we are experiencing is of the devil, if all these wonderful conversions that we see and know about is of the devil, then, George Jeffrey said, I have come to one conclusion, and that is that the devil must have got converted. <laughs> we know that the word of God is being fulfilled in our midst. Signs are following the preaching of the words. God is confirming his word. The power of God is upon us. And I want to tell you that we are not waiting for revival. We are not expecting revival. We're in it. 
we've got it. We're in the ocean. And you know, some of them are trying to sweep it back. They might just as well get by the shores of the Atlantic Ocean with a little broom and try and sweep it back. It's impossible. It's sweeping on. Hallelujah. For God shall have all the praise because it's all of Jesus. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God bless you, brother. Thank you very much, George. God bless you. Pleasant journey home. George has come from Eversham. I don't know his other name. It's just George to me. Glorified George. But, but Brother Friday said something which witnessed with me 100%. We say this. Now, when a man comes into this wonderful baptism of love, this latter rain, he loves his wife a lot more than ever he did before. And when a woman comes into it, she loves her husband. It's that new kind of love. You can't explain it, brother. It's that Jesus love. You just want to love them for the sake of loving it. It's so wonderful. You feel it, brother. You know when you've got this because you feel it. Oh, I do thank God to have a real born-again experience that you can feel and to be baptized with his mighty baptism of love. Hi, Heavenly Father and Jesus, we're rejoicing tonight. We're talking about love in this meeting. It's a love meeting. People come to me and say, do something to me, Henry. Well, what's it good? Come and do a meeting if it don't do something to you. Now, honestly, the power of God's here to deliver my brother. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it marvellous? Oh, glory to God. Come on, give Jesus a clap then. Come on. Well, the time's gone, brother and sister, and we have to be out this place by 10 o'clock, and we have a lot of work to do to pack up before we can get away. But we want to thank every one of you for attending this glory meeting. Now, take the joy with you wherever you go. I thank you personally, and also my brothers and sisters, I thank you for coming to this meeting. And we know God has blessed you. Shall we stand up and sing that God be with you till we meet again? Can we just hold old hands? Is it possible before you go from Dallaston? It would be lovely. Can we get all the hands right round the building? Can we do that? Can you all come out? It would be so lovely. Everybody's singing. Let's ring the bells of heaven. Praise the Lord.
Good Father, we praise and thank you for such a mighty blessing in this meeting again. And we turn to thee and we pray you give everyone traveling mercies home, Father. Keep them covered under the precious blood. And we pray to you and keep them filled with thy spirit. And we give thee all the praise and all the glory for what thou hast done for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters, and thank you for coming. Praise the Lord. Amen.